Welcome to Let's Review RN. My name is Bryn O'Donnell, and I'm a certified adult and geriatric nurse practitioner. I work as a cardiology APN and function as a visiting professor and clinical instructor for a BSN program. This is an independent production by myself, and I am not representing any educational institution. My goal is to deliver a condensed but robust review on topics primarily discussed in Adult Health 1 and 2 and some pieces of pharmacology of a bachelor degree nursing program. Over the years, I've learned that students have an immense amount of confusion and questions when they leave didactic, which makes applying what they are learning nearly impossible to the clinical setting. I want to break down the basics so that you can continue to build upon your knowledge and put the pieces together. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Review RN. Today, we're going to further our discussion on UTIs. So last week, I spoke about the overview of urinary tract infections and those who are at high risk for development of UTIs. And today, I'm going to be discussing signs and symptoms, diagnosis, as well as nursing interventions mixed in with a little bit of treatment. So to start with signs and symptoms, urinary tract infections don't always cause signs and symptoms, but when they do, they can include a strong, persistent urge to urinate. Patients can also feel a burning sensation when they're urinating. They can develop this uh, frequent, small amounts of urine and feeling like they constantly need to go, but they're not actually producing a lot of urine each time that they go. Their urine can appear cloudy, And their urine can also appear red or bright pink or a cola colored, and this is a sign that blood is in the urine. The urine can also have a strong smelling odor or foul smell, and this is very potent. There's no question about it. It smells off. It smells wrong. So um, they can also, especially in women, they can have pelvic pain, especially in the center of their pelvis around the pubic bone. Patients can also develop costovertebral angle or CVA. This is considered um, tenderness. Um, And this is often associated with a kidney infection. And so the CVA or that costovertebral angle is assessed at the angle of where the 12th rib and the spine connect. And when you tap or apply pressure, this can be painful to the patient with kidney infections. In the geriatric population, these patients tend to not have as many of these typical signs, such as pain or burning with urination. One of the first symptoms of an UTI in the elderly is confusion and agitation. They can become easily lost or they forget how they get somewhere. Um, So this altered mental status in the older patient, both in the hospital or in the outpatient setting, is very common. And this is also a common question on nursing board exams, such as the NCLEX or just nursing school exams. So... UTIs can be overlooked or mistaken for other conditions as well, so we also need to be assessing our patients adequately and listening to their signs and symptoms. Now, when we talk about diagnosing a patient with UTI um, and how this is done, first and foremost, uh, we often utilize a UA or urine analysis And this is looking for bacteria and WBCs or white blood cells. Uh, A urine culture can also be ordered along with a urine analysis, which will assess a specific type of bacteria if the UA portion or that urine analysis is positive for bacteria. The UA results will come back first, and then the culture will 
result in about 48 hours with the specific bacteria that is present in the urine. This is used so that the most accurate antibiotics are ordered to target the bacteria for effective treatment. Remember, we always want to collect our urine specimen first before giving any broad-spectrum antibiotics so that we don't alter this these UA or culture results um, by starting that antibiotic before collecting the urine. So when we're collecting a urine sample, we do this by performing a clean catch. Um, the bladder, we want it to not have been emptied for the last two to three hours. So we want it to be full so that one, you have enough urine for the sample and also you don't want it to be diluted. Uh, the patient needs to be, make sure that the area is clean. So they'll use an antiseptic um, towelette to wipe. Then they'll, we'll have the patient void a small amount and then catch the urine midstream until the sample cup is about halfway full. We also want to make sure that we instruct the patient to keep the cup at least two inches from their body so that it doesn't touch anything and become contaminated. Now, if a patient has a Foley catheter, you will utilize an access port on the Foley, Foley catheter. Um, you'll clean it with an alcohol wipe and you'll access the urine with a needleless syringe and actually pull the urine from the catheter that's portion that's inside the bladder versus the Foley bag. So you never want to collect the specimen from the Foley bag itself as it can be contaminated and give a false positive for bacteria. Lastly, a cystoscopy can be performed, which utilizes a scope that can look inside the urethra and the bladder. And this is primarily ordered for patients who have frequent UTIs. As nurses, we really want to understand our role in preventing UTIs and educating our patients. And so what are the nursing interventions for urinary tract infection? And first and foremost, we want to assess each patient for signs and symptoms of UTI so that we can get the patient on proper treatment immediately before it becomes a systemic infection. We want to monitor their I's and O's and their vital signs. We will want to control our patient's pain with either pharmacological medications or non-pharmacological treatments. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, we want to, for pain, pharmacological, we want to administer pain medication and antibiotics, which are ordered for treatment. We want to educate our patients on how to take antibiotics. Even if the symptoms resolve, we need to educate them that they need to take their medication incomplete, meaning they need to take it until it's all the way gone, whether that's 7, 10, or 14 days. And despite if their symptoms have resolved, they continue taking the medication the entire time. We want to educate them on preventative measures such as proper hygiene, proper undergarments such as loose cotton underwear and avoid tight-fitting undergarments. Uh, for Especially for females, we want to educate them on wiping from front to back, um, urinating after sexual intercourse uh, to clear out the urethra is very important. We want to make sure that patients are voiding every two to three hours, and especially with feminine care, we want to make sure that they're changing their feminine products often. So as a nurse, too, we need to make sure that we're performing good Foley catheter care with, with cleaning each shift and also reassessing the patient's need to have that Foley catheter because it is an entry site for bacteria and it increases the patient's risk for developing a urinary tract infection. So if they do not need it, we want to get rid of it and have that Foley catheter taken out. 
We want to encourage good fluid intake, so two to three liters of fluid a day as long as it's not contraindicated with any other comorbidities such as heart failure. If the patient can tolerate high volumes of fluid intake, we want to encourage the urinary tract to be flushed out and keep that urine diluted. This is also important to prevent crystals from forming in urine from certain antibiotics such as sulfonamides, um, and for example, of a sulfonamide is Bactrim. We want them to, again, void every two to, th- two to three hours, so we keep that urinary tract system flushed and that we don't have that stagnant urine. We want to educate the patients that some medications can turn their urine orange, and this medication specifically that I'm talking about is peridium. It's an analgesic that will help prevent that burning and any urinary spasms, but again, the patient will have very bright orange urine. So this is a side effect and it is to be expected from the medication. That wraps up our discussion on urinary tract infections. And again, you can always find me at Let's Review RN on Instagram and Facebook. And if you have any questions or education topics you'd love to learn about, you can always reach me at Let's Review RN at gmail.com. This podcast is for general information review purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine or nursing. The use of this information or any materials provided by Let's Review RN are at the user's own risk. This content is not intended to be a substitute for educational teachings through students' educational institutes or organizations.
This podcast is for general information review purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine or nursing. The use of this information or any materials provided by Let's Review RN are at the user's own risk. This content is not intended to be a substitute for educational teachings through students' educational institutes or organizations.